Buddhist practices, of course, have been much better studied in the Western literature, primarily because I guess they're spread out all over the world. And a lot of these like Tibetan Buddhists after the persecution in China, they moved to, you know, like USA. So now they're easily available to, um, uh, to scientists to study. And usually science is like a very herd activity. So once two or three people have studied it, everybody else piles on. So once that initial barrier is crossed, it really gets a lot more attention. It's easy because you then you keep citing, 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 and then people take it seriously, right? So initial Buddhist meditation, like early times, like Buddha time, uh, was mostly focused around mindfulness, breathing. Uh, these were derived from early yogic and Vedic streams, and it's very well documented. Like, uh, but the late stage, which is Tibetan Buddhism, which is called Vajrayana, that is actually the Tantric Buddhism. And that is the stage which is being more studied now because of the Dalai Lama and his uh, other group people. And this is actually very heavily influenced by Hindu Tantra and uh, Shakta tradition. So most of the, you, you look at the Buddhist uh, shrines in Tibet and stuff, they, they really look like Indian shrines because there's a lot of these goddesses, yantra, deities, and the meditative practices are also like this. They say like, uh, think of this goddess, think of this uh, deity, visualize like this, visualize like that. And you feel like, huh, this is something I've seen in my neighborhood uh, practice also. So here is this fascinating thing. So they have uh, done this study on meditative uh, meditators in Tibet. Okay, uh, this is called the Tumo meditation. So they call this the Tumo meditation. So they basically uh, the practice was sold as something you sit in the freezing weather in the snow, you wrap a wet cloth around yourself, and then you do this meditative Tumo practice, and then the cloth dries itself because the water just evaporates because you're so hot. So that's what people used to say. And actually there is evidence for that. So this study from a uh, combined study from Singapore and uh, US. So they studied like three or four practitioners of this and that Y axis is actually body temperature. So they raised their temperature from like 36 to 38. 38 is actually a fever range. So if you came to a hospital with 38 temperature, we will get blood cultures and we will start you on antibiotics. Uh, you, nobody thinks that these things can be consciously manipulated, but these guys proved that it could be done. Uh, it's fascinating and it has received a lot of attention in uh, scientific circles as well as like general uh, humanity circles and like, you know, people who are kind of interested in this sort of stuff. What is interesting to us is that Tummo was actually called Chandali Kriya. It was transmitted from India to Tibet. So really now everybody is now interested in oh, Tummo, Tummo, there's like big Wikipedia page about it. Chandali Kriya, nobody knows. There's no, nobody, even Chandali, the word itself, nobody knows. Like apparently I searched for it, like I was like, apparently it's like a name of some Mahavidya goddess named Matangi, but that also like half the time is there, half the time is not really like clearly documented. So I think this again is like an example of digestion because you think like Tibet, Haan, it's kind of part of uh, the Indian cultural sphere, but really you, nobody in India knows what Tumo is and nobody in the rest of the world knows what Chandali Kriya is.